There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Hour three, Tuesdays, Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We're streaming at MyTalk1071.com. You can also find us on the MyTalk app. And the fall online auction 2020 is now open. Bidding takes place now through Thursday, September 24th. You can find deals on a variety of items from cleaning services to cosmetic enhancements and more. Get the details and bid at MyTalk1071.com. Keyword auction. Now on to the show where we do our best and we're going to try. Oh, come yeah. on. We don't even... Lori's, Lori's a pro. Oh, geez. <laughs> He's an expert. He's a talk show host who knows most about other talk shows. Well, <laughs> so you can just tune in to us instead of watching nine shows a day. Hi, honey. More like you guys. You got shows a nice a blowout. I got a nice new color today. Oh, I got know, a little I haircut. Kind of, you did this some. Is, uh, this is kind of my hair is very long for me. It is very yeah. long. I know. I've kind of got a. a it's taken a while to grow it out because you went like with a pixie and it I takes so did. long it to grow does. your hair it out does. for short. I like my Kelly. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You I remember the- when your hair was short. I, I know, Holly. I look at the picture on, you know, on our walls in the outside here. Yeah. Totally short. You look like yeah. a bob. You I did. started at my talk with a pixie cut. Yeah. So that was very awkward to grow out. I'm glad I did it in the winter because mm-hmm. you can wear a lot of hats. Oh. Yeah. I just love being able to do a pony every day if I need to. Yeah. And Lori, you had a blowout today or something. Oh, yeah. I get a blowout every Tuesday. Yeah, I know. I'm back to having my regular blowouts. That was the first thing I did when the lockdown lifted. Let me blow out my hair, please. Well, okay. So, listen. there was good in the salons, though. Uh Uh-huh. You feel really safe in there. I mean, it's kind of this mask thing. You get used to it. Well, there's not. Right. There's not very many people in there because they can't have very many people. Yeah. So, okay, so today we, you know, learned that we, Dudley Riggs passed away yes. at the age of 88. Four Seasons founding member Tommy DeVito died at the age of 92. And then we learned that yesterday, the one and only Jackie Stallone, Sylvester Stallone's mom, passed away at the age of 98. Wow. Count me as one of her early fans, okay? And how do we know Jackie? How oh. could you be an early fan? <clears throat> Julia? 98. 98. Grandma Julia died at 96. Boy, that is just... That is that's some, long... Those are some years. So, well, Jackie, I mean, she re- she did so many things. I mean, first of all, she really was a Jackie of all trades because she literally did run away from home to join the circus as a teenager to be an acrobat for the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey circuses. I mean, she really... Oh, was that... This isn't... 
This isn't Sylvester Stallone's mom. Yes. Oh, yeah. Lips Jackie and everything. Yes. I totally know who she yes. is. Yes, you yeah. know who she oh, is. Oh, my was, gosh. She was, she was like, an astrologer. She yep. did the astrology, oh the gosh. psychic hotline. She glow. People who watch glow. I mean, she was a part of that original, Those the glamorous lips. ladies of wrestling. Those lips are real. She went into a a very famous profane tirade about her ex-husband Frank Sloan on Howard Stern that like set a record for F-bombs. Really? Uh, oh, look yeah. at her. She just looks like a broad. I mean, yeah, like in the in the 90s, she became the Walter Mercado of glamorous celebrity moms and did the psychic. She even got Marla Gibbs to show for the psychic hotline. Wow. And then um She was on Celebrity Big Brother UK at the age of 85, and she brought unbridled culture, charisma, and body tales to that show. I'm so sad that I didn't know that she was Sylvester Stallone's mom. I didn't know who she was until I saw the picture, and then everyone knows who she is. Yes, she has been a very public... uh, Sylvester Stallone's brother, uh, he left, you know, he asked Frank, you know, who's dabbled in acting to do the statement about his mom. And he said, um, you know, my brothers and I lost her mother, Jackie. She was the mother to four. She was a remarkable woman. She died in her sleep as she wished. It was hard not to like her. She was very eccentric and flamboyant. She lived through Prohibition, the Depression, World War II, I would talk to her for hours about the 20s, 30s, and 40s. It was a history lesson. Her mind was sharp as a razor till the day she died. And he said, my brother Sylvester took care of her like a queen for all her life. I'll never be able to call my mom again or have her yell at me why I never got married. Oh, my gosh. I know. Okay, this is kind of cute. So she married um, her third husband, Stephen Devine, in 1998. Yeah. So she was... 78. Mm-hmm. Um, although they lived 10 miles apart for the majority of their relationship yeah. because she said he wanted to live together, but I did, did that for 20 years with my previous husbands and it didn't work. Yeah. She was something else. <laughs> she was also the foremost American rumpologist. Oh, that's right. That was the <laughs> other thing. She, and she did that on the Howard, the Graham Norton show. She could read ass cheeks. <laughs> All right. Now that is and you get your fun. full rumpology report. Yes. Okay, now that is, I want to be a rumpologist. Just, I've yeah. been trying to look for a school to go to during the You COVID. can read someone's buns, their cheeks, the way you can a palm of a hand, according to Jackie. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, rumpology. Yeah. Is bottom reading akin to physiognomy performed yeah. by examining crevices, dimples, warts, Moles yes. and folds in a person's buttocks. Yes, and she demonstrated <gasps> it on the Graham Norton she's, show. She she's the rumpologist that is here on Wikipedia under rumpology. Yeah, and there's on YouTube you can watch your 1999 do okay. this old man's I, flaccid butt no, cheek. This is hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Bridget Nielsen is paying a tribute to oh, yeah, her former she mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law. Yeah. What does she say? Well, apparently they rekindled their friendship on Celebrity Big Brother. So she said, extremely strong, full of energy and very unique woman under so many aspects till the very end. The emotions are running high through me because now you're gone and I didn't get to say goodbye. Oh, Oh my God. And I thought that was even sweet that Frank would, you know, my mom isn't going to, she probably said to him every time, Frankie, why didn't you ever get married? Get married. Why didn't you get married? Yeah. 
So anyway, so she's passed away at the age of 98. And Johnny Depp, um, oh, yeah. you know, nothing's happening with his lawsuit against the uh, Daily Mail. But he was at the San Sebastian Film Festival this past weekend promoting a documentary he produced called Crack of Gold. A few rounds with Shane McGowan. And I guess this Shane McGowan is like a high-profile kind of, uh, I don't know if he's an anti-establishment kind of a guy, like in the, you know, like all the people that Johnny Depp always likes, S. Hunter Thompson and Marlon Brando and Keith Richards. I mean, that's who he fashions himself to be, Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, he's a punk guy. Is he a punk guy, Mm -hmm. Shane McGowan? So Mm -hmm. that's who this is about. And so he's at the festival, um, and I do think that, you know, and Johnny Depp has said, oh, I fashioned, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow after Keith Richards. Yeah. And he fashions himself to be this outsider. kind of person. Yeah, an outsider. So he says at this uh, uh, um, film festival, he's asked about um, a question about um, justifying his mainstream persona that he has. You know, because Johnny Depp sure. is a mainstream A-list celebrity. He said, well, first and foremost is to never consider yourself a Hollywood celebrity. That's death and grotesque. He said, I've always been drawn to people who are diligent and remaining themselves. So he okay. loves the rebel. You know, he yeah, loves he all of that. And he thinks that that is the space that he occupies in real life. And... That he is... That he's like this outsider when, in fact, I mean, can you make hundreds of millions of dollars a day and yes, be a pirate and be a punk and still be an outsider? Yes, look at... A lot of people are outsiders who make gobs of money. Not so much in Hollywood, but in other places. Well, I mean, he's not an Elizabeth Taylor kind of celebrity, but I do know, I do know this. I mean... He's been protected because he is a Hollywood yes, celebrity. I mean, there were a lot, like, apparently he rolled late a lot on the Disney set and never got called on right. it. And everyone be he was waiting around. protected because of who he was. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he can surround himself with people who just kiss his butt. So in that way, it's too late, Johnny. You should just kind of accept who you are. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like. Celebrities can get away with a lot of stuff yes, and say can. nonsensical answers like that. Really, you know. I mean, even the fact that he might think that suing the Daily Mail and airing all oh, of this and was just fine. Yeah, that we're just going to accept it because he's an, an outsider. Yeah, that's who I am. If he if he'd stuck with his you know more traditional A list celebrity, Elizabeth, he would have just let that go because there's so much. Uh, he's permanently stained. Yeah, I know. He's he is, and we know with him as ice the, cream. He's oh, we know him as the guy. <laughs> yeah, we know him as the guy, the fifty-seven-year-old guy who still says "turd" like he's in seventh grade. What does he say? Turd. Remember the turd yeah. in the bed? Oh, oh yeah. By his own words. Oh. Yeah. I. I mean, I don't know. I'm okay with this, Lori. I guess I'm okay with this. Yeah. He, he toots to his own drama, he always has, but he's a filthy rich guy who's been protected by people. Yeah. Tom Cruise so story he tells his own himself. Grub, and then he told us who the tutor was. It, if it makes, <laughs> I'd rather not know. Right. If it makes Johnny Depp feel better to think yeah. he's not a Hollywood celebrity, but he is. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to he, tell you, Johnny. Yeah. He, 
Yeah. Okay, and Bradley Cooper. Oh, speaking. Speaking of, so we know he's filming the John Peters movie. movie. But this fall, he's going back to playing. He's going to have to change, shave that beard, and do something else. He's going to be playing. That beard. He's going to be playing Leonard Bernstein. He's directing himself. He's doing the movie in cooperation with the Bernstein family. Uh, their support. He just cast Carrie Mulligan to play his wife. Okay, can I just tell you? That, and the movie I, oh. is called Maestro, and he oh. already has a deal for Netflix to distribute oh. it. It'll be in the theaters for like two weeks and then go on uh, Netflix. Can I but, say something about Carrie Mulligan? Yes. Okay, so I watched... the. Remember Karen Knightley was interviewed last week and how much we love her? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I went back... And while I was sick, watch Pride and Prejudice, her version. Yes. Carrie Mulligan's in it, Rosamund Pike. Um, every other popular yeah, it was person. It like the 15-year anniversary. Yeah, and Carrie Mulligan. She's so deliciously yummy. Mm-hmm. And she's I've, married to a Mumford. Yeah, I know she is. Yeah. She is just... She's boy. very excited to be in it. The family is uh, thrilled. Oh, how fun. Um, and she does look like uh, the woman... Um, page six had a picture of the real life yeah, yeah. Uh, woman, Wife. but the family's really excited and they're going to start filming that in um, this fall. And apparently it's a big get. I guess Scorsese wanted to do the film, but wow. he stepped away to focus on the Irishman. So Bradley could get the go ahead from the studio to film this. And they gave him the money basically because the star is born. Did so well, well. of course. Yeah. All right. There we go. Well, right that is a lot of stuff. Holly and the Dirtler. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, let's talk about Dr. Dre's soon to be ex wife, Nicole Young. So, one of Dr. Dre's business associates is now accusing Nicole of grand theft. So, they just fired attorneys. Uh, are fi- just fired off another letter to Nicole Young, accusing her of withdrawing an extra thirty thousand plus from the business account, despite no longer being legally authorized. So TMZ already reporting about three hundred fifty thousand dollars that they're claiming Nicole embezzled from the account in late August. The company is accusing Nicole of criminal conduct and draining the account, and fired off a letter to that effect. And now, after receiving the letter. Uh, the attorneys are saying that Nicole siphoned another $30,000 two days after she was given the boot from the company and removed in any official capacity. But aren't they selling? She was suing him for changing um, some documents. I mean, like changing the ownership of the They're, names of the co- These guys are yes. fighting dirty. They are all uh-huh. out dirty against well, each other. Well, they don't trust each other. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, and keep... I can see how she doesn't trust him even more right. because he's got the means. You know, she's been his wife and taking care of the home. I mean, they have like five homes and yeah, right. 
Yeah, because Nicole's attorney is calling this accusation a low-grade PR stunt meant to embarrass Nicole. Nicole, To try and get her to to take what he's offering. Right, and to take the spotlight away from a recent lawsuit that she filed against Dr. Dre himself in which she accused him of hiding assets she feels entitled to in the divorce. I just am automatically on the woman's side of this one. I just know that guy is trying to do her dirty. Oh, and she's an attorney. I, yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- I, I feel like we're going to be getting more stories like this. But, you know, you, you guys are exactly right. Keep a keen eye on where these stories are showing up, yeah. who they're talking to, because I will say that this uh, this is an exclusive to TMZ. So I feel like Dr. Dre and his associates have a direct line to Harvey Levin when they're talking about this divorce. So you yeah. just keep an eye on yeah. that, all right? And uh, Vanessa Bryant suing the Los Angeles County Sheriff and his department claiming they caused her severe emotional distress when deputies allegedly took personal cell phone photos of the site of the crash that killed Kobe and Gigi Bryant. According to this lawsuit attained by TMZ, no fewer than eight sheriff's deputies at the crash pulled out their personal cell phones and took photos <sighs> of the scene. So the lawsuit goes on to the alleged the photos were a subject of conversation within the department and then deputies showing the pictures to other deputies. So that lawsuit is ongoing. And yes, it should so. be. It, that, that was yes. just foul. Terrible. That was foul. Yeah. The, yeah. The, speaking on specified damages, including punitive damages from this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the world of music. Post Malone was the most nominated artist for the 2020 Billboard Music Awards. So these are still moving Feeling forward. Very sunflower. <laughs> That's right. So he scored 16 nominations at the Billboard Music Awards. And his nominations include top artist, top male artist, top rap artist, top streaming song artist. His album Hollywood's Bleeding came out last year, but tons of hits off of that. Circles, wow, goodbyes. That's up for top Billboard 200 album. And Sunflowers, his collaboration with Sway Lee from the Mm Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie is nominated for top rap song. So, you know. He's, he's making his name out there. Is the billboard the one in November in Vegas that yes. Kelly Clarkson is going to yeah. host like the second year but, in a row? But it's, it's music. I mean, this thing, because the second highest nominated person is Lil Nas X. You yes. Know, Old Tom Rhodes yeah. with 13. So the music that they're considering is from March last year in 2019, March 2019 to March 2020 to March 2020 yeah. so, so that's it, why this feels old and dated right yeah. right it's, it's like well and then just think the time suit March 14th 2020 think about where we were in time and space yeah when that we happened we were just starting our first jigsaw puzzle <laughs> just starting <laughs> just that. starting it now uh, the Billboard Music Awards are going to be held in Los Angeles this year not Las Vegas on October 14th we don't have any details about how this thing is going to be pulled off who's going to be hosting who's going to be performing we know nothing except that it's going to be happening there you go. Uh, Vivica A. Fox apparently does not have COVID-19. So we learned that Vivica A. Fox and Juliana Rancic had to pull out of the E-Red carpet coverage because they both had positive COVID-19 diagnoses. However, Vivica A. Fox is saying she received a false positive from a self-administered test. What so is a self-administered test? Can we do these now? Do, well, can you, you buy you wanna, these at the drugstore? No, but if you want to pay like, you know, kind of few hundred dollars you might be able to do a fast at home one yeah I've, i didn't know so they're like pregnancy tests now you can take them home PM yeah but kinda. i don't know how reliable they right. are they're also expensive right well like vivica is saying Jeez. she said i got a second opinion was tested by a medical professional mm. this time and i'm thrilled to announce that my covid19 test results are negative 
because they've rushed some of these like quick acting tests for people who are doing shows where there's a lot of people and everyone needs to take a COVID test. That's why that's the worry with all the rush, 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 even though we want to have it. It's like we're already clipping along at the fastest pace. But anyway, so they're making these companies have made available they're like three, four, five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just write it off into the production budget of the Eve Live from the Red Carpet. Well, like, Whatever. Like all of our athletes are able to yes, do. But yes. normal people thing. can't normal do this. People. You have to wait for your doctors to call you back two days. Well, I mean, we're not. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's. It's the world is upside down. Yeah, Jules. I know it. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Lenny Kravitz's beauty secret, oh, shall I we? Like this. <laughs> so Lenny Kravitz talking to Vanity, Vanity Fair magazine about his everyday grooming habits, and he only uses a few things. You guys, he says, I wash my face with water truthfully, and when he's at his house in the Bahamas, he scrubs his face with the sand from the ocean because it's very fine and powdery. Yeah, he's oh. he's been kissed by. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the Bahamian sand—it is white talcum it powder. Is, it, 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 Lori, I still have a photo of you and I in the, in Bahamas. the Bahamas with our feet in the sand, and it's like up to our ankles. It's, it's <sighs> beyond. It's like soda powder. It, it's yeah, it's, it's just, baking soda. It's, it's beautiful. It's so- Soft. It and, really is. Yeah. Really, have you been to the Bahamas? Yes, I have. Yeah, it so really you know, is. It's delightful. Oh. Now, if we can't get to the Bahamas okay. right now, what and you want to do Lenny Kravitz's beauty routine, all you need to do is Doctor Bronner's almond soap, which you can get basically everywhere. Oh, yeah, Doctor Bronner's. Does, does the, Lenny stuff, use it? Yes, because this is the stuff you can use that doesn't put any pollutions. Bill uses this at the cabin. He yeah. says, "I wash my." You body can do it in the it. lakes. You yes. can do it in the ocean. Yeah. Lenny, Dr. Bonner's is great. He washes his hair. He washes his clothes with it. He says it's a simple island routine. Imagine Lenny Kravitz waking up in the morning, walking out, grabbing a bit of sand, and then exfoliating, and then, and oh, then and just then having the a nice smell. Oh, the nice, almond is everything. It's everything. And oils and like soaps. cookies. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. And then he just uses some simple cocoa butter, shea butter, all over his body, all organic. And you know this picture that that they are using? Do you see we're having, we're close to top toe? I mean, we can see his feet. Oh, no. Lori's going to have a little moment. He's got beautiful feet because you can see his fingers. Oh, Joy, you don't even know the toe (laughs) explosion that happened here last week. John Ham, Elvis, everything. Oh, really? You saw Elvis' toes? Oh, wow. Let me get to this. Well, it's time for you. What are you going to do before you go? To study a duh, everybody. Yeah, oh, duh. Yeah, it's it is time. Of course duh. it's that time. Duh. Duh. Uh, uh. This is a doozy. Okay, give it to me. Oh, really, really, really. Okay, so you remember when you first, uh, you know, you found out you were pregnant, and then as the reality is it gets closer, and you start looking around your home, and you're going... Well, that's got to go. That's got to go. Like, I have a seriously, my home is not childproof. Oh, please. In any shape, yes. way, or form. Yes. Well, this study, researchers looked at, um, there's actually a National Electronic Injury Surveillance System database. Uh, oh, fantastic. Where they keep track of stuff like this. And guess what they found out, Julia? This is from Rutgers University. They found out, they realized that uh, um, 
Glass tables are a significant source of life-threatening injuries. Can I tell you? Especially tell for you? children. Can I tell you? <laughs> Actually, you know what table got in the most trouble? My sister, when she first started her Ceramica specialty tile shop uh-huh. in Bozeman, she made it a couple tables. And they had these horribly sharp edges. She was visiting with her children, and somehow her kid went right into the corner of this table when we were at like urgent care at Centennial Lakes. Right. But it was her own table that got her into the trouble, these sharp, sharp, sharp edges. But yes, I believe it. A glass table is, duh. I mean, to me, anyone who is going to be a parent, you're going to just say, if I've got a glass table, this is not going to be in my house much longer. Yeah, I know, but they look really good. And if you have a smaller space, they let the light through. And it's, I, you know, I had one forever. You got to switch it out for a wing table. You can bring it back eventually. Well, this is the one that affects the most. That they analyze the cases, and most of the uh, it's children under the age of seven that get injured on a glass table. Yes, they do. Man, they're yes. not even mm-hmm. thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Duh. I mean, <laughs> duh. I feel like we <laughs> could have told duh. them that. Okay, here's another one um, I, that is really a duh. This is research that um, was published at the European and International Conference on Obesity. So maybe they're just, uh, you know, deciding that we just need to, they just have to keep hitting some of the same topics again. That you should exercise more and eat less? Go big at breakfast because when you eat more at dinner, it's... I know, but boy, there's so many different... Yeah, I can't eat breakfast. I'm not interested. Okay, well, you're taking the wrong approach to eating for the one millionth, one hundredth time, Julia. I don't care. I want to eat when I enjoy food. Well, a new set (laughs) of research finds there is a link between eating most of your calories in the evening and then eating too much and having a poor diet. No, just being overweight. (laughs) I'm not. Don't look at me Why like that. Why do you make every study always be about you? Because you're looking at me. As I look at you every day, Julia, I'm just saying that they looked at people. They looked at people 19 to 64. Anyway, once again, if you can change your habits, great. It would be so so very smart. What do they do with the people who aren't hungry in the morning and they are hungry at night? I'm not even. It's just what I do. But that's a lot of people do that because it's nice and fun to relax and sit down. Holly, are you a morning breakfast person? I'm not. You're not. not I'm a black coffee in the morning person. Well, you can get it for 99 cents any size at Holiday right now. Thank you. Freshly brewed. Delicious. But you like it black. We need a little, we like a little something, something in our coffee. Just once again. Thank you for telling us the study of death. Right. They've been (laughs) trying to tell us this forever. I'm sick of this study. Yeah. They do it over and over. Well, good for the people. And they always say, breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. Fine. Good for you. I'd rather eat dinner, eat dessert, eat dessert. What's the Where's have that breakfast study? Breakfast like a king. Have lunch like, like a, a something princess, and, and, and dinner, dinner like, like a, a popper or something like that. Something Did you say like dinner that. like a slut? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, I do like a slutty dinner. Yeah, I, I do know. too. It's very good. Okay. And it contains ice cream. Study of That's duh. my they, meal group. They wanted to do this one because just, uh, you know, with the pandemic times, they wondered if the... What time does the uh, dreading going back to work? Is it staying the same? You know, like what time does your 
thing. Like, oh gosh, tomorrow's another oh, work day. Yeah. Oh, when you you really the here's Sunday when worries. you know the Sunday. This worries. is when you yeah. have diarrhea on a Sunday because uh, you have to go back to work on a Monday. If it hits you by noon, noon on Sunday, you have a problem. Right. Yeah, get your. That's Sunday when scaries. I quit one of the, a job. I thought this is too early to be sinking in. Yeah. 88% of the people in this study, it was 2,000 people, say they on a regular basis feel anxiety on Sunday about what's going to happen Monday morning and the time they start feeling that tickety tick. What time? 3.58 p.m. to be exact. About 4 o'clock. Oh, that's too about early. About 4 o'clock. First of all, nothing's going to happen because you're not going anywhere. Well, but that isn't Don't worry, true. But yeah. I know. That isn't true. Yeah, you know, know, people are... There's a big worry that people haven't had to worry about for a very long time. But people are worried because they've got Zooms. Just because yeah, you're not going in, you're forgetting. Actually, I feel bad because I talked to somebody who works from home today who's going They're going bad. People are going crazy. They want to they work. They are so, dying to go to so work. So stop dismissing the I'm fact not that dismissing people, them. if they're working at home, they're not. not working and they can't have No, it's be worse. It would be worse. It'd be worse. Your anxiety probably starts at 10 and in Lori, the morning. And Lori, there actually was a study today talking about what drives people so crazy mm-hmm. about working at home you can never have any privacy there's no physical boundary there's no physical boundaries there's no privacy you're interrupted by your kids if they're at home yeah, yeah. i mean yeah you're right so it's four o'clock and on average it's take it takes people you know like two hours to completely unwind on a friday night if they're working monday through friday but people are stressed about doing the zooms a friend of mine told me that she does like seven to eight hours of zoom meetings a day, a day. same Horrible. A day. And she said, that's more than what, that's more meetings that I would have had in the office. Yeah. Oh, horrible. Because you can't just run over to someone's desk and say, what do you think about this? Well, and it isn't even that. She said, you know, in some ways, you know, maybe you're having more client interface. She said, but it's just taking more more of that kind of thing to get things done, to make things happen. So anyway, you're in good company, everybody. 88% of us have the Sunday worry wars, you know. At at four o'clock. Yeah. Yep. And uh, what do we do on our nice little weekends? People are watching their favorite shows, reading books. Reading books have gone way up. Well, good to know because we're we're not having one, <laughs> two, but we're having 17 authors I've scheduled, I feel like, for October. We have every big book it's that's happening. 17. Oh, it is true. We have so many books. We have so many new, exciting books. That's my Tomorrow cue. is a great one. That's my cue to say to Julia, thank you for being the Not new really. Donnie Love and being no, the producer and booking the so shows. So when does my thing go crazy? No, no, it's hard. But Julia... I'm you not see the sweet desserts, the sweet justice of this. You booking what Donnie used it. to do. Do you I see it. the just? No, I hate it more than anything because it isn't. Because then I can't do my own job. And there's so many books. I only do this for you. I hate you right now. I'm gonna throw my snotty cleaners at you. What's it? Anyway, we have six books in October. Really good ones. Don't worry, I'll One, read them all. Two, three, four, five, six. Oh, six. Don't six worry, I'll read them all. 17. You're missing two of them. Well, Julia, I can't help that you're a poor planner in your producing <laughs> area of life. <laughs> Donnie would never schedule a book without me being here. These were before. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. You're so funny. Do you see the sweet justice <laughs> in this? Longtime listeners know what I'm talking yeah. about. 
Who's the lady caller. between the line? I know. Okay, here's that my last study. So much. Last study of right, Duh, what is everybody. It? What is it? Is that this is research from the University of Constance, and they said Where even, is that? It's across the pond in Germany, to be exact. <laughs> anyway, they found out that if people, you know, we always hear that if you're stressed, you know, a little massage, get a massage. You know, massage is good for stress. Have an orgasm. But 10 minutes of massage, they said, even if you are really stretched, if you can get someone, if you can't go in to see a massage therapist, if you can get someone to massage you for 10 minutes. Okay, how long long did you, when I've asked you to help me here? Oh, like 30 seconds. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm not. Good luck for people with that. Julia, there, I would massage Casey for 10 minutes. I would massage you for 10 minutes. You would never, not. You're never. So I'm too. I'm a lazy. She touches the spot and goes, "Oh, you're just like Casey," and then it's done. <laughs> so I've got a recommendation though for people okay. who have to do self massage mm-hmm. outside of certain areas. A therapine? No, a therapine? A, yeah, no. But put two tennis balls down. Oh, in a ball and or in roll, a sock? No, no. Just put them on the floor on a yoga mat and roll on them. It gets all the bad spots on your back. Yeah, it hurts like hell, and then lift your arms over your head. I mean, just saying for people. But who, you can you can put two tennis balls in a sock so that if you want to roll on like a hip, so you sure. get two of them and you keep them together. Or a bigger ball, lacrosse ball. Yeah. yeah, just roll on balls. It does. I find myself rolling on a lot of balls, brings, and not the ones I want to roll. On. Yeah. Okay. Well, I never really think of rolling on those Either balls as part I. of the attraction. But. Either do I. <laughs> Look at the time. Yeah, look at the time. It will bring relief rolling on the balls. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> All right. All right. Happy birthday, Joan Jett. I'm just in the color. Happy birthday. Remembering the last time I saw her at the Treasure Island. I re- and she was winking at I me. I actually basically. do remember oh, yeah. when you went and saw her. I'm her type. You're you're her type. Yeah. And you're Madonna's type. Oh yes. No, but I'm Joan Jett's like girlfriend type. Oh, did she tell you that? Yeah, basically. Oh, for, <laughs> what? Were you in the first row? Was she third row, looking right. eyes at me, oh, and right. basically, well, good to know. I know. Jeez, right. if I hadn't been so, you know, happily married to your brother, I would have been tempted, Julia. Very tempted. You're such a liar. No. Okay, fine. Whatever. Julia, she really was. I remember you coming back. Oh, yeah, she I was, was so excited, Julia. She was flirting with me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just looking right at you. That was a fun place to see a concert in those days. Okay, just a couple things to look at on our website. Um, Holly, I'm really glad that you posted the um, official trailer for Black Narcissus, which is... I just watched that movie last night, not the, even knowing that this was a thing. Oh, okay, the wait, original what is this? Yeah, the original what is one. This? Okay, so this is based off of a book. It was made into a movie in the late 40s, starring Deborah Kerr as a nun who goes to a remote Himalayan fortress to set up a school. Right. Oh. And it's all about um, unspoken erotic like, fantasy, erotic fantasy oh, and sexual repression. Yes. Okay. The original is one of the most beautiful movies ever made it's so striking a little outdated in some aspects yeah. all right but it was made in 1947 and it's based on rumor godden's book which if you know your demi and bruce willis they okay. named their daughter rumor mm-hmm. after this author oh all right Got okay it. and it's so anyway i didn't know though about the original yeah you can watch it on hbo max right now okay 
So the trailer, this is going to come out on FX in November. And Diana Rigg, who just passed away like two weeks ago, you know, from Game of Thrones and the Avenger. This is really one of, I think it's going to be your final on-screen role. There might be one other one, but... um, Anyway, it's uh, it's an all-star cast. Uh, Gemma Arterton, uh, or whatever her name is, she was in The King's Man, and yeah, Gemma Arterton. Oh God, Gemma. Yeah, I don't know Arterton. I don't know how to say her name. Arterton. Arterton. Jim Broadbent is in it, and anyway, it looks really good. But I mean, what's what's November without a horny TV drama about sexual repression and erotic fantasies from nuns? In a beautiful setting called the Himalayas, and wow. it looks creepy good. Wow! The, and did you like it? The movie? Yeah. Oh, love it! It's it's a classic. I don't think I'd ever seen the movie all the way through, but it's super melodramatic, and they couldn't really get too sexy in nineteen forty seven. Right. So it will be interesting to see where the television version of Black Narcissus goes because they could get horny in this show. I mean, I watched the trailer; you don't really see that, but it looks compelling. So that yeah. is posted. Also, Prince Harry got a haircut from Meghan. I think she got out the number two clippers and gave him a little just on the side, you know, because he is losing his hair. Yeah, he is. I don't understand why these boys never invested in hair hair transit. It's Mm -hmm. not done. It's just not done, Julia. Yeah, because like, yeah, all right, fine. There is is something about British aristocrats and a certain mm, frumpiness Mm -hmm. that they embrace. They do. that, That frumpiness is a status. That receding hairline says, I have so much money that I don't even care yeah. about my hairline. Right. right. Just right, saying. Fine. Okay. And then um, Sarah Paulson, you know, I was worried. Is she not doing any press for oh. Ratchet? Well, she is the cover girl of uh, uh, Harper's Bazaar magazine that is posted the October okay. issue. Um, she looks like a million bucks and she really does look great well let me tell you anything she wears she really does she can wear anything she can wear anything but so here's what they're saying today um that when netflix bought ratchet um which tells the story of the nurse from on floors of cuckoo's nest even though it's really doesn't from according to the reviews it's got so little to do it was originally ordered for two seasons the first season has nine episodes so they're thinking with the success of season one, because again, to watch and be counted on Netflix, you just have to watch two minutes, two minutes of yeah. one episode. You're going to get a second season. We'll just see. We'll see. I don't yeah. know if he gets critical. Yeah. Uh, you know, if like, I don't know. He's got so many projects going. Yeah, he and does. he has like three kids now. Has anyone watched Social Distance? On Netflix. Now this to you me. Mean the Social Experiment? No, it's called Social, oh, social Distance. The Social Dilemma? I thought it's just called social distance. I don't know. It's it, a, it's a documentary about how the social media is social people's, dilemma. Oh, is it called social dilemma? Yeah. Did you watch that, Ali? No, many people have recommended this, so it's on the list. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. I don't how know. about that? I, I'm going to stick with my escapism TV right now, Julia. I already know that social media has screwed everything up, and then in some <laughs> ways it's made things good. I don't need to see a documentary. If you want to see a documentary, I can recommend one that I did watch called Camp Crip. Oh, you watch I find that, that, that Lori. You're the one who told me about what this. What is yeah. that about? It is about this camp, Camp Jeanette, that basically... 
the kids that went to this camp and it was a camp for kids who were in wheelchairs or they yeah. had cerebral palsy yeah. or whatever it would be. Cause it used to be that they just slumped anybody with any kind of disability is that you were just dumb. And yes. anyway, the American disabilities act basically grew out of this camp in upstate New York. Oh, okay. And it was really like, it was really amazing thinking about the able-bodied world and how we just it wasn't until the eighties that we, even started to give a crap how they got around in the world. It was right. a big, huge blind okay. spot that the world had, and it was quite sweet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you go, in listening to some of the interviews with people who were involved in the activism. Yeah, so, kids who were like, this. you know, in the 60s and 70s were in their, you know, they were just young, you know, they're 10, 12, 11, right. and there was no place for them in the world. You know, where they fit in or they weren't treated like, here you be with right. the slow kids or you don't right. get to come to school or you don't get to do this. And it was really, I knew someone told me to watch that. Right, yeah, that sounds I, good. I did not know about all that or hadn't hadn't seen that. It was really good. That Can't, sounds good. Yeah, it was good. Well, it's Tuesday, people, if you're keeping score at home. Everyone have a great night. We'll I'm keeping score. <laughs> you put it on your punch card. <laughs> That's right. The 10th Tuesday, we get Bingo! something for free. There yeah. you go. Bingo. See you tomorrow. Job done. Off you go. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.